The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. Hello, and welcome to We Think Collective, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi, here with Rena May. The roll is back. <laughs> what was that? No, 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 you guys. I officially changed my name on Instagram to. You ready for it? Can I get a drum roll a little bit? Okay. Doña Rina May. We're adding the Doña. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's I like it. Way more dramatic. Doña Rina May. Doña Rina May. Well, thank you for being here, Doña. Thank you. <laughs> um, today we wanted to talk a little bit about things we wish our younger self knew. Mm. Um, like what would we tell her if we could tell her anything? And this conversation was sparked the other day because we just started talking about some of the things that we had gone through when we were younger and like what we had just accepted as normal at the time. You know, me, the Me Too movement has brought a lot of stuff up for a lot of us. And so we were just talking about where's our accountability in those situations and what did we really deal with? And Rena, you started sharing because hmm. you used to work in the finance world. Yes. And you started sharing some of the experiences that you had gone through. I was I was in media and advertising industry, but I think the finance world probably skews a lot more masculine than than my world did because you were telling me some stories about what you put up with to make good money. And you were making good money. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yes. Uh, balling out in your 20s. But you were kind of telling me like, you felt like you just got used kind of. And it made my stomach curl. Mm. You described it at this job when you're 15, 16 year old in the mall with these older men as your bosses, kind of trainer, whatever. And that he would start by just like pressing up behind you. Yeah. And you were telling me how it kind of excited you, but also you didn't know that that was full on harassment. Yeah. Like I had no idea. I thought I was just a teenage girl. With Who this, was hot? Yeah. Teenage guy. So it starts at this and PS, this guy becomes your boyfriend. Yes. Then you go get this next job. And so now you have a boyfriend mm -hmm. at your first job, yeah. which your cousin helped you get. Yes. And that was what, where was that? So I worked for a stock brokerage firm in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. It was 
three women to probably 50 men. Okay. And it was on the stock trading floor. So you work really early because you work East Coast time. So I was there at six till maybe two in the afternoon. And all of these guys would just make the rudest comments and just be so lewd. And but you got to understand, I'm in college, I have this lucrative position um, to even sit on the stock trading floor that that was someone that gave it to me. So I was like, I had to just kind of be there. And I felt I can learn for those two months. But going in there every morning was like, Oh, why do I have to do this? Is this what internships should feel like? Do I? But because of my past conditioning, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working in these male dominated areas. And that's how the work environment is just normal. That was my new normal. Right. And so we have a guest mm. on the podcast with us today. Um, as we started, as you started sharing this story with me, Rena, we just started number one to kind of feel sad for teenage Rena mm-hmm. that she didn't know anything different. Ooh. And that she had to go through that that she had you know, basically throw up in her mouth every single day for the first five, six years of her career being Mm -hmm. harassed, fully harassed, thinking it was normal. And so we felt sad for her. And we are really blessed to have the guest that we have here today with us. Um, Her name is Christy Reeves. Hi, Christy. Hi, how are you? We're great. Uh, So Christy is the CEO of a nonprofit organization called I Am That Girl. And I Am That Girl's mission is to empower young women who are in high school, the young Renas who are in high school and college. What do you feel, Christy, and your experience, you've worked with the Girl Scouts of America, you've worked with countless organizations who specifically are focused on empowering women. And that is your, that is your mission in life, isn't it? It is. I, uh, well, I mean, I think we've all been there where we've had these situations like she was just talking about where you struggle and the part of you, that little girl inside of you or the little boy inside of you still is there and still exists. And as you get older, you want to help the other people that are going through those, those times. And so I've been drawn to youth development organizations my entire life. And I'm thrilled to be running this really amazing organization that is focused on empowering young women. So yeah, that's part of what we work on is how do we help them? How do we build their resilience and their leadership to get through these times um, so that they know that they are enough and they know that they can, you know, manage this situation? Yeah. So we're excited to have you here today because you are so close to it and you're you're connected to and talking to these girls on a regular basis. And uh, we just really decided what we want to come up with, like, what are the things that we would want to teach our younger self, if we could write her a letter, what would we want to tell her, this younger Rena? Um, so Rena, let's let's start with with you with a few things that you want to just based on these first two stories that you already started telling your first job and your first internship. What are some things you would want to tell that Rena? I think the first thing I would tell her is how to really listen to your intuition. And intuition matters. And if something doesn't make you feel good constantly every day, you need to really open that up and look. Um, And sometimes when we're that young, we're questioning and we're wondering and we're in a a different space. So another thing that I have to say is you have a right to learn. Like you have a right to really, if someone's going to, if you're going to work in an environment, you have a right to learn, to grow and to really not just be threatened every day and worried and have to work from that that place. Um, 
And that brings me to, you don't have to ever work in an environment like that. Straight up. Like, this is how sad it was when I was talking to Heidi about this. I would never want any other woman to work in any of my past jobs when I was younger. Isn't that sad? That's crazy. Christy, what, <laughs> yeah. can you relate to that? Yeah. You're nodding. I, I agree. I mean, I, except that part of me is like, how could I have, I wouldn't be me if I didn't have those experiences right. too. So but they're crazy, right? I mean, you think back of what you what you went through and the different jobs that you had or what you accepted because you thought that was just right. It's hard to imagine. It really is. I mean, and I think that's a big part of what we're committed to here is changing the way we think about these things. It, one of the big things that you said to me, Rena, when you were telling me this story about the one that made my stomach curl about him pressing up against against you or up behind you when he was supposed to be training you and all this stuff and you're a freaking 15 year old teenager. And you were like, I just kind of wish that she would have known that it would have been okay to just say no, and to just tell him back up off of me. Mm. You know? Oh, like gosh. you could have just been like, no, you need to I have I have a space bubble and you're um, up in it. You need to back up. Yeah. Do you think, Christy, that girls today are a little different and that they get that now? Um, you know, it's so funny that you asked this. Last night I went to the, our I Am That Girl meeting at USC's chapter, which is really where I Am That Girl began 10 mm-hmm. years ago. And I'm sitting around the room with that chapter who's well-established. Well Many of these girls are graduating college. Several of them are there in their freshman year, but... 18 of them, there were 18 girls and all of them were still having the same challenges that I had Mm. and others had at that age. And, and I think they have their eyes open a little bit more, but I still think they're, they accept things um, that we accepted that even though they're seeing like, I'm better than this and I deserve to be better. I deserve something better. They still are willing to walk, you know, walk into something that's not the right thing for them. And so while I would think that maybe they're smarter than us, um, I see the same pattern still today of what the same kind of things I was going through and others were going through before. So I guess, I guess you just have to experience that. I mean, you have to kind of go through that and learn, learn what it's like and learn to be resilient and learn what, and, and it's different. It's a different piece for different people, right? Like what's, what's right for me and what's the path for me is different than what's the path for like the girl that was um, sharing her story last night with the group. That's fair. I mean, basically, you can't shortcut learning. I think you can't. But what I also think you can do is you can learn from the generation before. Like these are things that yes. I'm absolutely telling my uh, my family and my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. about uh, on what's and and they'll get it and w- if they experience it that's okay too right yeah. but at least they have a few more things in their tool belt in the in percep yeah. in perception and feelings mode right. that can make them question things yeah I just had a really dope conversation with my sister the other day because of you know all these things we're talking about and she said you know what May I'm gonna go to my HR and ask them if I'm getting paid the same wage for the same performance of all the men in our company. And I was like, so proud of her. I was all like, that's so dope. Uh, The fact that you are even thinking about it now. It's Hmm. a conversation in the air. And she doesn't feel bad about asking. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we actually were in conversation with you yesterday, Christy, about, um, you know, the difference sometimes just in confidence levels with with girls Mm -hmm. versus boys. And look, 
nothing that we're saying is is universally applicable. Like you said, everyone is different. Everyone has different challenges and all of that. But there does seem to be a trend of women uh-huh. or girls being less confident or feeling like, and we've talked about this a little bit before, Rena, about women being traditionally judged more on their performance, whereas men are often judged more on their potential. And so because of that, then, and because that we've always accepted that and just allowed that to continue perpetuating, we always feel like, well, if we haven't done it already, or if we don't check off every single box of the qualifications, we're not applying. That's right. I mean, that's something I would definitely want to tell my younger self is uh, put yourself out there much more. Like you don't have to have every box checked. Put yourself out there because boys do it. Guys do it. They'll apply for anything, whether they're conf- they have the, the, all of the qualifications or not, because they're confident they'll be able to do it. They just put themselves out there. And women, just like you said, it's, um, it's really about um, whether we think we have those skill sets or we have that experience to do it. I'm, but I'm also thinking in my older years, there was a time I had been working for an organization for almost 10 years and really turned around the one division of the organization. And I went to them about taking a larger role. And they said, you know, well, why don't you go do it and prove yourself to me? Mm-hmm. And then we'll see about giving you that position. And I kept thinking, if I were a man, no way. they would have just given it to me. Right. And, and so that, that's a challenge I never expected in my younger days that mm. I would have that kind of response. And, and, I, and, and I allow myself to not put myself out there because of my own confidence. Like yeah. you said, you know, didn't have the, the confidence to think I could just do that. Yeah, but now I'm smarter, and I just leave. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're not a fit. You don't appreciate my feminine leadership yep. qualities. I'm out. I have choices. Thank you. Because you know your worth, right? But the sad thing is, I didn't know my worth until I was in my 30s. You had the proof of right. your past performance, so then you were like, okay, now I'm sold on myself. That's right. And so, I, but I had to prove it to myself. I had to actually build my own credibility in me which is, you know, an interesting thing is that we walk into it and we have, we don't even have the proof in our own mind that we right. can do Ooh. something. We want to do it, but Gosh. we don't necessarily, yeah. we, have, and we have to prove it to ourselves a lot, I find with girls. That provokes something in me because you're absolutely right. I think that I, I'm not worthy until I do something and then I say, look what I did. Now I'm worthy of this love or affection or this notoriety mm. when being right. being me has to be enough like that's crazy yeah that's mm-hmm. okay. i'm gonna get off topic because it's triggering for me me too but in the corporate or the workspace yes but also on a personal level you know uh in terms of love and and it's something that i've been just exploring in the last six months. So it's a little bit of a fresh vulnerability for me to be frank, but this idea of worthiness and and the idea of even in relationships, trying to earn the person's love or prove that you're worthy of their love or worthy to be chosen, being a single woman in this day and age, um, who has all these other accomplishments to my name, but I have no husband and no child. And even though I'm 
really fucking happy with my life. <laughs> like I love my life. There's always that little nagging thing that was part of our programming of like, oh, but are you really that successful if you haven't had a baby, you know? And like, I feel like Jennifer Aniston and Cameron Diaz and all these people have been having, bringing that conversation up a little bit more. But the big thing I had to realize was a real huge part of why that hadn't happened for me was because I still had this old idea that I had to earn someone's love or prove my worthiness instead of really being able to rest in the deep, intuitive knowing that I am already completely loved and accepted. I mean, this is more on a spiritual level, but even then taking that one step further and looking at my dynamic with my father, or maybe he was gone a lot more and working more, and I felt like I had to be good at stuff to earn his approval and his attention and his love, when that wasn't true. He already loved me. I already had it. I was his daughter. It was I was worthy by the fact that I had been born and I was still alive. And, you know, I just, that was such a deep lesson for me to learn. And I wish I had been able to learn that in my 20s or my teens instead of in my 30s, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that's fucking deep, man. My heart is like <laughs> pounding a little bit and I and I get that and I'm writing it down because... I don't want it to be confused with like being worthy of a position when you didn't, you don't have the experience yet. Right, right? right. Because that's different. You have to work your way and sometimes you need to learn things. But I think on the human level, as a human being, you have natural human rights. And one of them is to be treated like a human being, to have your feelings be a part of your mechanism of making decisions. And I think that that is not really taught to our younger selves that those matter besides work ethic and getting to work on time and doing your your essay and getting straight A's. No, fuck all of that first. All of that doesn't matter if you don't think and feel that on the inside that you can even like go out today and feel comfortable being in your own skin. Fuck that. We just talked about microblading as like the biggest thing because women hate that they don't have eyebrows when they wake <laughs> up. It's like so ridiculous. I'm like, we're thinking about microblading when we are killing our planet. Like, come on, peeps. Come on. There's a little shift. In Just a light conversation. I know. For you, Christy. Sorry, Christy. I didn't think you'd think you'd be getting in so heavy this morning. <laughs> but but you live and breathe this, Christy. So, you know, I mean, I, I think one thing that, that I'd like to hear from you is what's the impact of this in in women or girls inherently kind of not not knowing this for some reason and not not only not knowing that we're worthy and and to honor our feelings and to believe in ourselves what what's the impact of that like you guys have started you're you've dedicated your life you're leading a whole organization around this why do you think it's so important you know i have two daughters i have a 13 year old and a 15 year old so this is really critical to me and I think, um, and also my, my own professional life has been working with girls and, and funding. Uh, I, was a, I was a corporate funder for a long time, and so I funded a lot of youth development programs, and I worked in poverty initiatives. And I just, I see the, when women have a lack of confidence or a lack of vision around their future, they, they don't see themselves in certain roles. And so, and they also don't feel loved and they take maybe paths that aren't the best path for them, or they fall into someone's arms that maybe isn't the right person for them. And we see um, increase in teenage pregnancy and we see increases in domestic violence. 
um, situations and we see um, women who are not able to care for their families. And we, I mean, we, there's just such an, a profound effect on the world when women are not empowered, right? I mean, it actually, mm-hmm. there is significant research that shows that women with, um, that when we empower women and we boost that, that, that it actually impacts poverty levels. It impacts, mm-hmm. um, you know, democracy, the, the equity within democracy. It impacts the, uh, the economies, our healthcare system. It saves lives because studies show that the more investments in women, the greater the women invest back in their families right. and their communities. And, you know, and I think, I think, Haley, I think Heidi, that you have a, um, a statistic that we were talking about yesterday of how much the percentage that women give back when it, when, you know, people invest in them, what was it like 98% or yeah, something? Yeah, it's like, a, it's the payback rate on, on microfinance lending. It's, it's 98% right. for women. They're, they're just a really good right. investment. So let's think about one one situation that women pay back that, right? Mm-hmm. So think about investing in women so that they become more confident, more resilient. They're, they are stronger leaders. And I don't mean that they have to be, every woman has to be a leader of an organization. Right. They're a leader of their life. Right. They're leading their life. Mm-hmm. And so if that's to be a mom, if that's to go to college, if that's to be a researcher, if that's to be a janitor, whatever that person is, mm-hmm. that they're empowered and they're confident to to survive and be resilient in mm-hmm. just life. And that's, that's the, the big difference because when you don't feel empowered to get through crisis, which everybody has crisis, right. then that leads to increased alcoholism, drug abuse, um, you know, pregnancy, things that we're not prepared to take, to take care of. And that impacts poverty and healthcare and everything else. And right. I think, you know, I mean, this is me preaching to the choir, but I, you know, investment in women and, and building their confidence. And I mean, that's, that's the key to a globally to a better world. Yeah. And the thing is that you, you nailed it because you talk about that not all women want to take the same path. And obviously, Rena and I are entrepreneurs and, and we think collective is, is specifically geared, our intention is to expand feminine leadership. But to your point, that doesn't only express itself inside of a business. Women are the leaders inside of their households as well. And if, for example, I think it was you that said they they're, what is it, about 80% of the purchasing power in this nation? Yes. We make the purchasing decisions, majority of the household purchasing decisions. So I don't know if that's not leadership, I don't know what is. So we, wouldn't you want them to be right. then coming from a position of, of empowerment and wisdom and ideally financial literacy when they're making those decisions? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. No, well, right. thank you for committing your life to that with I Am That Girl because we need it. I love it. Um, so I, it sounds like we got a few things here in our our letters to our younger self. Um, we're going to take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll summarize those and we'll talk about a couple other things we wish our younger self knew. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be back with Christy from I am that girl in just a few minutes. Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. May May Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. 
May 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 Come to May 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 The jewelry that loves you back The jewelry that loves you back Oh my god, Lily, that was perfect! Visit MayMayJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC Podcast for 15% off. That's MayMayJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective Podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read, or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound, sign up for a free 30-day membership trial, and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Hi, everyone. And we're back with Christy from I Am That Girl. Hi, Christy. Hi, hi. 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 <laughs> so we were talking about things that I wish my younger self knew. And one of the things that I wish that my younger self knew was that it was totally okay to be you. And, and, and let me just tell you where that kind of shifted for me when I was young. And I think everyone goes through this. I've never liked high heels and I'm going to use this high heel analogy. I just haven't. I think they hurt your feet. I think they're stupid, but they make you look good. Let's just be honest here. They elongate your legs in the right mm-hmm. places, right? So I get it yeah. for photo shoots. If you're going to keep this picture, great for my wedding photo shoot, maybe. But in life, I am totally okay with wearing heel, no, no heels. And that, something small like that to make me not feel that not feminine, is kind of crazy to me thinking it's that okay now. It's okay to be you. So yeah. if you're not a heels girl, you don't have to put on that, that uniform of... A chick yeah, uniform. Yeah, because I was in finance. So that's the chick uniform. You know, you wear dope heels. That's what makes you stand out with the guys. Mm-hmm. Because you can't wear your dope Jordans, because that's not going to make you stand out. You're going to be one of them, and then they're going to feel threatened. Ooh. That's kind of big, that women sometimes diminishing themselves a little bit or fitting into the mold so that the men around them don't feel threatened. How big of a thing do you think that is, Christy? It's a tricky game that we play trying to figure out how to position ourselves with the different, the different people that we come in contact with, whether it's men or women, mm-hmm. even, you know, I mean, even, I mean, sometimes we dress up to make sure that we're aligned with the women that we want to be connected to, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just positioning ourselves with men. It's, it's, it's really interesting how we see ourselves if we're going out with a group of girls or especially in high school, when I think about letters to our younger self, yeah. I mean, most of the things I wore and, and how I, I behaved then was to get the approval of other girls, not really boys. Right. You know? It's very and, true. And uh, we always say that fashion is more for the other women because the guys don't know. They just know if they think it looks good or it doesn't look good. No offense, guys. Right. I'm not saying you're simple, but right. you're simple. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you're getting at is that you know, this idea of being who you are and just being you 
is sometimes harder to find than one might think, because how do you even know what that is, especially when you start creating that in high school, you're kind of like dressing, like you said, to fit in with who you want to fit in with. I mean, even last night, here I am older than all the girls at the USC thing. I'm thinking, you know, am I going to fit in with this group? Am I dressed the right way? Am I going to be too stuffy? Am I going to be too frumpy? Am I going to, whatever it is. I mean, I don't think you ever really stop looking at how you've dressed for the part. And if people, because the book, you are judged by the cover, right? And your clothes and your shoes and everything is the first thing people see. And they immediately get a, an opinion of who they think you are. And so you get, get a little fixated on your book jacket, right? Every one yeah. of us has a book jacket that we're wearing um, and that changes every day. I mean, it's hard enough to have a book jacket that defines you permanently, but it's changing every day. So, you know, we've been taught that you need to, you always hear like dress for the job you totally. want, not for the job you have. Yeah. And, and all of that is important. And I think that what we're, we're also seeing is that sometimes there's an expectation of what dressing for that job looks like when you're a woman. Yes. The expectation is maybe it looks like you being high fashion, you know, in line with the current trends. It looks like you being, you know, maybe in heels and blah, blah, blah. And that's the perception we have. But I think that if I were to write a note to my younger self or a letter to my younger self, I would want to tell her that it does matter. Um, it's true. And you can't be in denial of that because I was in denial of it. Everybody has their different ways of how they handle it. You're in LA inner city girl. And I have a lot of my LA friends, they grew up with fashion, like fashion is, is a uh, first thought for them. They don't have to think about it as much. I'm from a small town in Idaho. And I was a tomboy. So I wore like, loose t shirts. I was just trying to cover up my big old titties. <laughs> to be honest. They were so huge. And I just wanted to cover them. So I didn't attract extra attention. And then as I got older, I was like, Oh, I do want attention. So I dressed a little differently then for a while. You know, but I think um, <clears throat> fashion wasn't for first thought to me. And so I didn't understand the importance of actually looking at it as an expression of my brand and positioning, really. Um, so right. maybe we could add an addendum to the it's okay to be you. Um, and the addendum could be that, you know, it's okay to design, consciously design a look for yourself to relieve that pressure of having to dress yeah. like, you know, some certain way. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think the last uh, thing that I, I wrote down that I would want to say, and we talked about this mm. to my younger self, is having a baby is not in any way tied to your purpose in life unless you want it to be. She doesn't have to do that. And Oprah is like the ultimate women's mentor of the world. She don't have no babies. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's still having, I I would say we could safely say that Oprah has had a big impact on the world <laughs> without, without ever having any babies. And... She has all these babies in South Africa, all these girls in South Africa, her school. So she's been able to help way more people by kind of releasing that. So what I would just tell her, my younger self is, you can release it if you want. And that's okay. Yeah. On that note, I mean, maybe that's just where we should finish it. Things that we would want to tell our teenage self, there was a lot there. We told her it would have been okay to say no, that 
she has the right to learn in environments, especially internships where she's being paid nothing, um, that she doesn't have to work in those kinds of environments. If the environment is toxic, you can leave and you should leave. Um, it's okay to be you, dress how you want, design a look that works for you and release yourself from that pressure to dress according to outside expectations. But keep in mind that you are presenting your brand with the way you dress. And so ensure that it shows respect for yourself. Um, Honor your feelings and learn to hone your intuition. It's one of your greatest leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And put yourself out there more. Um, Don't be afraid to go for things that might be a little bit of a stretch. And last but not least, having a baby is not your worth. I think that's some good stuff right there that my teenage self could have used. Boom. This is my glossary right here. Her name is Heidi Bach, everyone. (laughs) Wrapping up. Christy, we so appreciate you coming on today and talking with us. Thank you. And thank you for your work with I Am That Girl. Thank you for having me. We just really appreciate your commitment and passion to this work. So I really appreciate being on. It's been fun. Yay. Yay. We love you. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of We Think Collective. You know where to follow us. At We Think Collective or WeThinkCollective.com. And as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. If there's any other things that we miss that we should be telling our teenage self, please share. Hit us on the Grammy. Isn't that what you call it, Christy? (laughs) Hit us on the Grammy or snap on the chat. Snap on the chat. (laughs) Snap Snap the the chat. chat. All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.